Nice. Look at that. There he is, everybody. Well, listen, uh, Corey, it's so great to meet you. I'm Jeremy. Nice to meet you. That's Mitch LaFawn. Yep. The one and only. <laughs> Hello there. How are you guys doing? Good. Welcome. Good. Welcome to Montreal, by there? the way. There we are. Yeah, there we go. Welcome to Montreal. Oh, hey. What's up, eh? Hey, 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 up in the great white north, eh? Hey, you guys are doing good up there, I hear, eh? Sort of, yeah. Have you filmed yeah, a movie up here, by the way? You yeah, must have. You, you, you love your man, Trudeau. He's <laughs> no. Great, he, he, he's a really popular guy up there, I hear, eh? No. no. With, with, nah, with some I'm people. Joking. I'm, I'm <laughs> joking, I'm joking. I know he's not. He's not that popular right now. <laughs> Things are a muck. That's what I know. Uh, yeah, but, man. Yes, I, my wife is Canadian, guys. My wife is Canadian. So, yes, yeah. I know all about it. All about it. And not only that, but, um, of course, my best friend, who's no longer with us, was also Canadian. So lots of Canadian bacon, Content. Yeah. shall we say. Nice. We're hitting our CanCon quota tonight. I like it. <laughs> so, there you go. <laughs> I'm, I'm officially a Canuck. Yeah. Well, hey. Right there. As long as you're a Habs fan, we're good. Montreal Canadiens fan. For... I'll take what I'll, I'll take what I get. You're a, yeah. you're an LA Kings fan, aren't you? No, not really. Oh, good. I mean, sure. I mean, I listen. I I was trained. I will say by Luke Robitaille and by uh, uh, Mark. Uh, uh, I forget his name. Mark uh, Messier. The other guy. The other guy. No, this was back in like the '90s, man. Uh, but I did a I did a rock and jock uh, 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 hockey game, and I got to play against some pretty powerful dudes. I was on the same team as Glenn Fry. That was pretty cool. Nice. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it was fun. It was fun, and we got to train in the Kings ice rink and all that stuff. So yeah, you know, I I, I like them, but I'm not. I don't really get behind hockey enough to really follow any team. But I have seen games in Toronto. I've seen games. In Vancouver, I've seen games in Los Angeles. Oh, nice. There you go. Never had a chance to come up to Montreal and watch the Canadians in the church, though. I've been to Montreal. I just haven't seen any games there. Well, we'll take care of that. Uh, well, let's fix that one up. We'll get you yeah. in the private box, man. We'll do it next there time. Yeah. Radio station, private box. It. Let's do it. All right. So let's. I love, uh, it. I love it. Jeremy, let's hit the ground running. Yeah, I mean, let's let's get right into this new box set called Love Left 2.1. It's coming out on November 22nd. You can pre-order it now wherever music is sold. I mean, there's just so much to cover in this. Oh, well, the pre-orders um, actually haven't started yet. That's not Oh, true. they haven't started yet. The pre-orders yet. have not started yet. No, we have not opened the pre-orders. So uh, we will be announcing the pre-order date. But, yeah, we haven't quite announced it yet. Okay. But it's well, coming. By the time by the time this airs, it'll be up for pre-order. So we'll say oh, go pre-order it. Oh, <laughs> right. Yes, that's what I meant. Yes, indeed. It is up for pre-orders right now. Get your copy before somebody kills you. Um, no. That's right. Listen, welcome to the show. Absolute thank legend. You. There he is. Corey Feldman, everybody. Welcome thank to you, what's happening. So yeah. glad to be here. So glad to be here. And you know, it's I couldn't I couldn't imagine flying because my arms would have been so tired by now if I had to come all the way to Canada to do this show. But look at this: through the age of modern science and technology, we can all talk and have this wonderful discussion right here from our very comfortable office spaces. Yeah, and We're so much better and, than and I got to I got to say, I mean, it's getting chilly too because it's like it's only fifty tonight in Montreal. It's uh, I think you're better off you know over what? there. You know what's what's terrible? 
the, the really thing, the thing that makes me really upset is the fact that if you actually pay attention to what's going on, we here in Los Angeles are at 50 tonight and you in Montreal are at 50 tonight. So we don't have it any better than you. Thanks to the great, there's no more continental divide. We're seriously at a time of like, the world is over very soon. If we don't get our act together, you know, uh, it's it's global warming to the ninth degree. It's yep. weird. The climate crisis yep. is real. It's not just a change. It's not just some things are going to be going on. This is like real stuff and serious stuff. And we're at a very, very crucial point on this earth. And that's what this this whole thing is about. It's all about love. You know, when you want to know yep. what love left 2.1 is about, it's about a return to love and a return to love is about positive energy. It's about us finding the positive energy within and being able to share it with others. Because if we don't do that, if we don't drum up as much positive energy as we can, we're not going to make it. Like we've really all got to open our eyes. We've got to really get in tune with what's going on on this planet because there's a lot of stuff, you know, people sit and complain and whatever, and they troll each other on the internet, but they don't, they don't really do anything to make a difference. No, of course and, not. And They'd I, rather just talk shit and, uh, you know, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. We don't, we don't, we don't like that. And by the way, just real quick, the, the box set is four CDs and two DVDs and includes, correct. uh, Lita Ford, Don Dawkin, Mickey Thomas, uh, Curtis Young, and a bunch of others. And I, I'll just say this, uh, I've been friends with Don for, for many, many years what a great guy and and it's so nice to see that he's part of this he's, now he's yeah he's an incredible guy actually i love him to death he's <laughs> such a sweet dude and you know you wouldn't imagine it right if you only knew him as a as a fan of his work and you just look at his work you don't picture him as this really kind of teddy bear kind of guy but that's <laughs> really what he is at heart he's a sweetheart and um and he probably doesn't want me to say that either but you no, know he is. he is a badass He's a badass too. I mean, that's what yeah. makes him such a great guy is that, you know, he can be a badass and he can be a sweetheart all in one. And, uh, and that's what Don Dawkins is, man. He, if it wasn't for him, we would have never had this project. I mean that like he literally wow. inspired me. He inspired me to do it because, you know, I had long thought, Hey, I know I've got to try and preserve these tapes. I know there's a way that it's done. Right. I've heard about baking them. You know, every it's kind of a mythical thing. Everybody knows about it, but who knows how to do it? You know what I mean? It's not something that you just pick up an engineering class. You know what I mean? It's like, it's a very different thing. So any engineer that I know is like, well, yeah, I mean, I know how to do it. Right? I could theoretically do it, but I mean, I, right. I don't know what kind of oven to use. I don't know what temperature <laughs> you do it at. You know, yeah, instead of that three fifty and bake your favorite songs ever. I mean, geez. right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so um, it takes a, you know, it's a true science, and ultimately, it just so happened that when I met Don, he had you know started talking about how he had you know, been baking his tapes and doing this whole thing. And I was like, <laughs> really? You do that? And he's like, yes. And I'm like, you know how? And he's like, yes. And I'm like, yes, tell me, <laughs> explain, show me the way, you know? And, uh, and he did, you know, he took it, he took the lead and, and um, he actually called up one of his buddies who was like a professor scientist of this sort of thing. And he came in and like, you use this very special chemical to 
clean every inch of the tape, you know, because they were all like moldy and they'd been sitting in like right. a flooded garage. They weren't preserved at all. Like they were that. just sitting no, in like a room? No, not at no. all. Literally, yes. It was this giant kind of vault that moved from place to place where, you know, Jeez. wherever we would go. So, uh, you know, the, there would, there had been like, it would be in a garage for a while. And there would be a flood in the garage, like a, a you know, dishwasher would blow and the, the water line would leak into the garage or, right. you know, things like that. And, <laughs> Exposed uh, to the elements. Yes, yes, yes. So we lost a lot of stuff that way. But before that, there was, you know, years of people thieving and stealing stuff from my life and, and all kinds of stuff like that. So, you know, I lost so many things through the years just by theft. People coming in and out of my life and and taking things as they went along, you know, so that was Mm -hmm. always kind of never fun. But on top of it, you've got floods, you've got fires, you've got, you know, wear and tear, irresponsibility, because I went through, you know, certainly irresponsible phase when I was younger, Mm -hmm. you know, so there's all of that, you know, you mix and then you've got a kid who comes in and rummages through all your crap and throws it everywhere, you know, so it's like, (laughs) The idea that you could actually keep anything these days for 35 years is kind of a miracle. Um, And that's what's great about (laughs) this whole thing that I'm doing right now is not only did we salvage and save these great songs and videos and and VHS tapes and all of that kind of mythical stuff, but we also have this entire vault of like all of my, I don't even know what to say, like memorabilia and belongings from like, stuff that I've saved along the way from different movies or productions or whatever that I've kind of kept up on like shelves through the years as like, you know, look at this display of like all this random stuff. And a lot of that is like collectibles and stuff like that, but it's also my own collectibles. So I kind of went, you know, at some point I've got to do something with all of this, you know, I don't want to just keep it forever because I think, in a way, all of it kind of keeps you stuck in the past. Right. When you look around mm-hmm. you and all you see is your past, it's very hard to move forward. And I think there's kind of a letting go process that comes along with letting it all go. So I kind of started realizing like, wow, this album, Love Left, was my first album. It came out in 93. Right. And first thing about it is that when it came out, nobody gave a crap that it was out. Um, and it took a very long while before anybody did give a crap that it was out. Um, in fact, I used to, I remember literally the first month or two that it came out, I would literally run around to like friends in Hollywood, influential people, and I would try and hand them the record. And I would say, please listen to this. You know, it's really wow. good. I swear, you know, it's really good. Um, and they'd be like, yeah, kid, whatever, you know, because <laughs> <laughs> people didn't even want to think or believe, uh, that you could possibly have, uh, any talent as a, a musician or as a singer, or as a songwriter, if you were an actor, they just really wrote it off. And I don't blame them because I did the same thing. I am guilty right. as charged. Like I remember hearing about Bruce Willis's record, and I was like, "Oh, please!" You know. Right. Um, but it's so weird because now it's the complete opposite. You could totally, yes, you're totally allowed you to do whatever to you want. No, you have to be. It's like a, a rule. You literally need to be a triple threat. But that's how it was in the '50s. It's just that I happened to grow up in this really weird era called the '80s, where all of a sudden it was unpopular to have talent. You know, they're like, what do you mean you're talented in three departments? That's not possible. Yeah. um, 
you know, unfortunately, I got caught in this little trap right. um, where people were really, they looked down on it and they just thought it was like the worst thing ever. Um, so for that reason, I never got a major record deal because during the decade that I tried to get a major record deal, it, it they weren't open to it. Um, and, and, and that was okay because ultimately it didn't stop me from writing music and it didn't stop me from making records. And ultimately I ended up getting, you know, top 40 billboard hits. I ended up doing stuff, you know, and, and playing the today show and getting like, you know, billions of views or whatever. It's like, it was crazy. So things happen. You know, the point is, is that you get, if you, you stay with your dreams and you follow through and you keep at it, eventually things will work out, you know? And, and I don't think you should ever really do things because you're doing them from the pursuit of money. You right. should do them for the pursuit of love. So you go back to this theme of love, right? And mm-hmm. you think about what gets us through life, what gets us through the day. And this, this album that I put out in 1993, which was just really a compilation of a bunch of songs where it did end up kind of making sense and almost telling a story in pieces. It was like a three-part story because the first chapter was really about a relationship and the, the torment of, of a bad relationship um, from the first part where you're looking for that perfect woman, you're looking for that perfect girl, you know, yeah. everything's got to be exactly the way you want it. And then mm-hmm. you get into it, believing that's what you have until you kind of like actually fall in love with her. And then suddenly everything changes and you realize she's not the person you thought she was. And then, you know, it, it goes into a whole other thing. And then now you're you're fighting every day and she's <laughs> trying to kill you and tear your heart out. And that's the way you feel anyway. Of course, maybe you're just... <laughs> i got to tell you one thing, though. Knows. My wife found the perfect husband. I'm just, I'm just pointing that out. Just gonna point that out. That's, that's a very noble thing for you to say. Yeah, I just want to. I just want to get that out there. She very, she locked very out. Very humble. Very humble and very noble. Um, however, for me, you know, I I felt. I guess I I did feel that way. I felt like, what's wrong with her? I've got it all right. But you know, of course, there was crap wrong with me as well. Um, but that said. Uh, you know, the, 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 the story goes on and it tells a story and it leads with the third song, which is called Walk, which, you know, talks about when a relationship has gone bad, how do you get away from it? And, and, and how do you move on with your life? And how do you decide mm-hmm. to find happiness again and love yourself? And ultimately, then it goes into self-love. So mm-hmm. the whole story of that first album is really about love and it's about universal love and it's about self-love. And I guess with the title like Love Left, it gives you the idea that it's kind of a dark view, you know, because it's saying mm-hmm. love is gone. It's it's left. It's right. gone. Or it's like, or well, what, what, what love is right. left? You see, I took right. it positive. Right. I, I took it as, as there is love left in this world. That's what That's I took it as. That's great. That's great. Well, did you ever listen to the actual song, Is There Any Love Left in the Universe? That's what the lead line of the, yeah, of the You're asking the question. Says. Right. But, but um, I took it as well, there is love left. And that's awesome. And I'm happy that you took it that way, but I've had it seen both ways. So I wrote it that way. I wrote it that way, but then I had a lot of people saying like, well, you know, so what, what does that mean? Love is gone. Love is over. The negative Nancy. Right. Thank you. So that's why I decided to name the EP before we put out the box set. We put out this EP, which is a 12 inch vinyl uh, picture disc. And it's got 
eight songs, which are uh, two from each disc from the forthcoming box set. And it's a really nice, actually, uh, picture disc. I'm very proud of it. And it's called Love Returns. Dun, 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 love Returns, you know, so it's like, hey, okay, I get it. There's a story here. Love left, but now love is back. And how is it back? Well, we've decided to unleash this vault, which we put much of this vault into this box. In other ways, we put it into NFTs uh, and we're putting it into physical material items as well. So we are literally unleashing the demons and the, the angels all at the same time onto the world to make sure that everybody gets a, a real right. peek into my history. Doing all of it. I, I got a question. I mean, you know, talking about writing this music and stuff, uh, back when, you know, you talk about struggling to get this, basically like this, this album into people's hands and getting, you know, trying to get radio play. It's hard for me to picture you trying to sneak into Capitol Records and, you know, running up to reception and trying to hand oh, this. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, that wasn't trying to get radio played. That was me trying to get friends to listen to my to album. To listen to it, right. Like, just so, to, I just, I wasn't, all I wanted was them to just tell me if they, like, dug it or not. You know, right, what okay. do you think? Is it cool? Is it not cool? You know what I mean? Damn. Like, I was just handing it out as, like, a gift. Like, here's my music. What do you think? <laughs> You know? And people are like, gotcha. oh, here's Corey's CD. Yeah, oh, to, to be right. fair, Don Johnson had put out Heartbeat at the time, so right. people were sort of over the that, whole. No, that's just... exactly. No, Don Johnson, Scott Baio, John Travolta. Pr uh, what's like his name? Eddie Murphy. Night. We're gonna party all right. uh, party all night right. long. <laughs> and they were getting number one hits with these kind of terrible, you know. Yeah, but Corey, don't you just think say you... mundane songs? Mundane. They weren't <laughs> terrible because they they were good songs. All but the they time. Were mundane. Oh, that's a good song. Mundane. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. I mean, exactly. well, look, if exactly. if you'd worked with Desmond Child and you you know co-wrote with Mutt Lang or something, I'm sure you could have got a number one hit. This is true. Well, you know what? Listen, I'll tell you something, and this is honest. This is part of the box set. Part of the box set is there's a documentary, right? And we go into this story about how uh, I played Michael Jackson one of my songs, which became kind of a classic cult hit called mm -hmm. "What's Up with the Youth," mm -hmm. <clears throat> and. Um, this song has kind of lived on for generations and become a phenomenon of sorts. Uh, I found right. that out when I was listening to Howard Stern one day and um, uh, Skrillex, the very popular DJ for EDM world, Skrillex, yep. uh, got on and, you know, Howard said, you know, you're, you're one of the biggest producers in EDM right now. What are you listening to? Like, what, what makes you move these days? And he goes... Uh, Corey Feldman, actually, I'm a big Corey Feldman fan, and he's like, "Oh, really? What Corey Feldman song?" And he goes, "What's up with youth? What's up with youth?" I remember that. That was a while back. That interview. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. goes, "I know that song. I know that song, right?" So uh, he's like, "Wait a minute, this was on my show." UBI. Okay, so anyway, yeah, it was kind of a throwback, callback, whatever. Yeah. Um, so actually, in Strokes and I ended up doing a live show together, which was a lot of fun. I performed uh, with my wife, who's DJ AC, and we performed for his birthday party, which was a great, a great fun uh, event where he awesome. came up and he sang What's Up With The Youth with me. And uh, <laughs> it was a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, but anyway, but the point about that song is that I played that song for Michael Jackson. Uh, mm -hmm. This is all in the documentary that we shot, um, right. but and I, I've never told the story before, but it's a it's a really good story about how 
you know, Michael uh, listened to the song. And, and if you want to hear what he said and what his thoughts were, you have to buy the box set and watch the documentary. Bam! Wow. <laughs> so is, is like it actual footage of him hearing is it actual footage of him hearing the song and giving you a genuine reaction? Just the story. It's just me telling this story, but I do include there is a little bit of footage of Michael in there uh from that very trip where I played him the song. So we actually do have the footage of the day that he heard the song wow. in there. How come Michael uh, yeah. never set you up with like Teddy Riley or like Quincy Jones? Like, you know, no, 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 producers? No, this, this is my point, is that Michael Michael offered something to me. I won't tell you what it was, but he offered mm -hmm. something to me. Um, and I refused. Right. Wow, we're yeah. going to have to get the documentary. Yes, you will. You'll have to see what I'm talking about. Well, I'm waiting for but the pre-order for that box. Set, and on to other things. Yeah. Well, the pre-order, I believe, is going to be on November 22nd. Good. Dun, dun, oh, okay. Dun. Well, it says due out on November, November 22nd. So. No, we've, we've had to push it back just a little bit because okay. we're having such tremendous success with this ear thing. Yeah, yeah I want to talk about that ear now, thing. Right, that we're now doing the big auction on Halloween, which mm -hmm. is we couldn't really be promoting both equally at the same time. Right. Yeah, we're going to try tonight. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> well, listen, before we talk about the NFT with the stand by me and the, the ear and everything, I mean, there's a couple of things that I wanted to ask you because my buddy Adam is a big fan of yours and I told him I'm going to be talking to you. So he wanted me to ask you this. What do you remember about working with Dick Miller and working on the Burbs? Well, we all had fun. It was a good time. I mean, I was, I was in a... Um, I was in a strange place. I'd been going through a lot of abuse for many years and it was, you know, I, I'd been led down the path of drugs and all of this by my abusers. And so um, it was, it was a rough time. I mean, that was right before I got, you know, before I hit bottom and, and before I kicked the, uh, or right after I'd kicked the abuser out of my life. It was right after. Um, so I was, you know, I was, kind of trying to stand on my own two feet, but still very shaky. And and so it was a hard time for me. It was like um, a transitional period almost. Yes, very much so. And then I ended up going to rehab right after that, because it was right after that that I, I, I went, you know, down the darker path mm. and, and fell even deeper. And right. then that's when kind of everything bottomed out. So, yeah, unfortunately, it was not a great memory, but it was still fun. And I still right. had a good time. And I remember yeah. having some laughs with, with, you know, Tom Hanks and uh, Bruce and Rick Dukeman was great and Carrie mm -hmm. was great. But even yeah. Carrie Fisher and, and Joe Dante, who I'd been friends with for years, had to kind of have a serious talk with me like, man, you're, you know, you're kind of looking like you're, you're really in a bad place. And I was. I mean, I'd, I needed therapy badly. <laughs> right. Badly. Yeah. Mm. Um, you, see, question, but I... you got love left in you and here you are <laughs> well that's right because guess what this 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 album and, and that's what's great about it by the way the box right. that i'm so excited because it starts in 1986 right. so you get to see the very first song which by the way in here's a big secret in the next few days i'm going to be putting out right after the, the ear thing i'm going to be putting out um the very first video that I oh, ever nice. wrote and directed and starred in and choreographed and the very first song, which I wrote and produced for that video, um, which is not great. I mean, I'll be very honest. It's a, you know, it's a kid, 15 year old kid. It's uh, so cool though. Doing something, but yeah, it's, 
it's the cool factor of like, look at I'm making Lost Boys, but nobody knows I've got this huh. secret project where I'm, you know, with a cheap video camera and dancing around in my dad's living room. You were TikTok before important. TikTok was a thing. <laughs> there you go. So um, I was, yeah. I mean, I, I literally made a little video and it had a story. Unfortunately, we lost the story part of it, but we still have the music video part. Nice. So we're going to include that in the box set and we're going to also release it before the box set goes on sale. And it is, um, it's called Runaway. And the very crazy thing about this, it's on the EP as well, by the way. Mm. Excuse me. Um, but the very crazy thing about this video is that it was this giant cry for help. You know, speaking of a kid who's going through that transition, I mean, this was right before I started getting molested. <clears throat> and in fact, both men who abuse me are in the video and they're dancing alongside me. And I'm so naive. I'm thinking they're just my buddies right. and have no idea that they're, you know, about to make the attack. But that's mm -hmm. what the, the whole thing is about. The whole concept of the song and the video is about an abused kid who is so depressed that he's going to run away from home and he runs away from home and he, and he immediately gets, you know, picked up by these drug dealers and pimps who decided to kidnap him and feed him crack, like force feed him crack so that he will have sex with strangers for money and, you know, basically turn tricks for them and, you know, make them money. And so that's, it's, it's, it's a child's prostitution ring. And I literally foresaw all of wow. this happening wow. and made this video and story about it. And then, you know, surely like two months later, all of this starts happening to me. Uh, oh, so wow. it's, it's, it's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. So that's heavy the first... stuff, man. Right. Is it safe yeah, to say though, that you're, that you're in a, that you're in a good place now though? I mean, you, you... I'm in an amazing place now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I've got a beautiful family. I'm very, very thrilled. Uh, I, I love what I'm doing. I love the work I'm doing. The music I'm doing, I think is, is some of the best work I've ever done. Uh, I, I just signed this new deal with, with uh, Cosmic Wire, which is a 360 deal where mm -hmm. everything, everything beyond this box set is going to be under their label. So this is the last thing that I'm putting out under my label for now. You know, I mean, it's, it's new territory. Until, until so the deal. Long, whatever. Yeah, as yeah. long as things work out. But for, for now, this is the idea. And, and, I, and who knows, it may be forever. I mean, I, I really like these guys. Um, and we are, you know, basically doing a, a, a thing where it's like a 360 deal. So they're doing my NFTs, they're doing my management, they're doing my publicity, everything. And they're my label. So, and, and, uh, so I was just going to say, if you like us enough, we could do interviews forever too. That would, that would work too. Well, there you go. Yeah. There uh, but you let go. me quick, let me get you back to the box set. Cause you've got Don Dawkins who, who worked on it and you've got Lee DeFord and those are sort of my heroes in terms of you know, uh, hard rock, metal, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. What what style of music do you listen to at home? Are, are you where you listen to anything where it's Prince one day and U2 the next day and Slayer on Friday? Or or yeah, are you I mean, just like an 80s rat anything. guy? Okay. No, no, no. It's no, no. I, in fact, I'm not really big on, on 80s music. And, and I really? always kind of stay away from 80s stuff as wow. much as possible. And this is the first project since I've been an adult 
that I've released that has anything to do with the 80s. You know right. what I mean? Wow. Like I always kind of say, eh, if anybody says, oh, we want you to come to this 80s party or we want you to host this 80s event or anything like that, I'm always like, no, 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 no. Is it because it brings um, back memories or you just don't want to be associated with no, the past? Okay. Yeah, I just don't, I don't think we should ever Move be forward. locked into one period of time. I think we should always be moving, yeah. Um, recreation, reinvention, that's what it's about. And I think if you get stuck in one era or one phase of life, then that's what you're remembered right. for. Gotcha. Though, um, of course, the 80s so, weren't that bad for you. I mean, Lost Boys, Stand By Me, Goonies, I mean. They were great. Friday the 13th, part four. Not a bad place to be, quite frankly. <laughs> absolutely. And I will agree that it was the, the highlight of my young career. But yeah. I also will say that I've made some great achievements in my adult life. Of and course. I'm very proud of those as well. So that's yeah. why I don't I don't want to get stuck in one one time zone, I guess. Uh, yeah, you, uh, you don't want to do Goonies part forty two. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And we never did. We never did Goonies too, thank God. You know, I mean you don't want to do it unless it's done right. And if these days there's less and less of that. Um yeah. so that said uh, we did make Love Left Part 2, yep. and it is a sequel to that original album, and that is part of the box set. Yep. So this box set has got it all. It's, it's got, got it all. The, the Lost Love Tapes, Rarities and Unreleased Material as well. 19 mind-blowing original demos, rehearsals, live performances, except for the first yep. time on CD. And by the way, God bless the CD, the greatest format known to man. Yeah, and yes, of course the auction indeed. for the uh, the NFT for the um, yeah. prosthetic ear is going to be launching on Halloween, 3 p.m. East, 12 Pacific, and it's going to run until November 3rd. So you got time to get in there and uh, get auctioning and uh, bidding. Well, we and haven't all really that explained stuff. what the ear is. So where yeah, so, is it from? Yeah, go ahead, explain let, it. Let's talk about that. So you know, stand by me, of course. You know, Stephen King and everything. I mean, talk about this whole ear thing. Well, you know, everybody needs a better ear, right? Right. <laughs> That's the way I look at it. I mean, obviously, if you don't hear the message when when somebody tries to tell you something honest and truthful, then maybe it's time for an ear job. You know, I mean, you know, there's nose jobs and there's yeah. cheekbone jobs and chin jobs and all sorts of jobs to make you look better. Hair plugs. Jeremy's attractive. looking into those now. That's I'm looking right. into those right, right now. Eyebrow <laughs> replacements or eyelash removal or eyelash imprints who yep. knows man i mean they got it all so the bottom line is why not get an ear job no i'm joking the ear is not for any practical reason in fact it's quite impractical all it is all it is is a wearable version of my ear right from the stand but by it's me not, right it's not my ear yeah. like normally it's my ear yeah. from stand by me but it was molded from my ear today so basically what we did is we took the original makeup the original art if you will that was created by the makeup artist who originally created it who is an academy award-winning makeup artist was it tom um, savini because i know you worked with him on friday the 13th no, part no, four no, no he did friday the 13th no it was um um monty uh uh westmore okay monty westmore monty. uh did the uh, uh, I would have taken Monty that. Hall as, a, as an answer too, just to say. Just no, no, no. <laughs> I hope it was Monty Westmore. Uh, there was the very famous Westmore brothers. There was a few of them that did uh, makeup. But anyway, uh, so he had also won Academy Awards. But we had an a Academy Award nominated makeup artist do take his his burnt ear 
and then a mold of my ear and update what that molded burnt ear would look like today if it was on a grown-up Corey Feldman, right? So right. that's really what it is. So we have a replica of the Stand By Me ear, a la my ear today. And people can now buy it and put it on their own ear and use it for Halloween. It's a great costume. Uh, I mean, of course, you know, you, you can't really disguise yourself with an ear. But look, glasses work for Clark Kent, so why not an ear? Hey, yeah. Spock, no, Spock, but, you can get away with Spock ears. Of course you can. Hey, listen, well, I mean, the surgical mask. Even if it's only one. Ear. Right, lend me your ear, Corey. <laughs> right, I mean, they're all, they're all left-sided <laughs> ears, so you can't really, you can't do two of them. But I now, guess it's an NFT backwards. Dude. You could have one backwards here, which might be interesting. That's scary enough, I think, right there. It's an yeah, NFT, though. Do they actually get the product, or does it live, like, in a museum no, somewhere? No, can... We keep it. We keep it. Right. No, no, no. What it is is it's, uh, it's part of – okay, so the NFT, What? let me try and kind of explain how it works. It's part of the blockchain. So right. it's a unique signature thing, right? It lives mm -hmm. there in perpetuity. It's on the blockchain. It's in the blockchain. You can't get rid of it. It's always going to be there. So you have what's called a crypto wallet, right? right. If you're a collector. And mm -hmm. so when you buy the ear, the ear is sent to you in the mail. And then the, uh, the, the actual NFT is sent to you via the crypto wallet. Now, mm -hmm. that's just for the regular old thing that we're doing right now. Yeah. However, the big auction for Halloween is a bit different. We're not uh, selling these little cheap ears that are the replicas for Halloween. For Halloween, we are selling the ear, the main ear. Yeah. Like mm. the one yeah, that's what it, only that's what it says ear. here. The yeah, actual, it is the actual ear. ear. Right. The actual yeah. prosthetic gear that I wore 35 years ago that I have saved somehow all of this time can now yeah. be yours. So in other words, you can pay an extraordinary amount of money for a 35-year-old piece of latex. True, but it, it was part of the uh, Teddy Duchamp <laughs> Stand By Me thing. So come on. Yes. That's, no, that's history. That's, not that's only is it history. a piece of cinematic history, but it is also going to a very good cause, Yes, uh, which is the Let Me Help Foundation. And it, that is a very, very good reason for people to dig deep and give because uh, it's, it's obviously a great novelty to have, whether you're a collector or you're a museum or whatever, but knowing that the money is going to also go to a very good cause you know, it's incentive. Yeah, and let me yeah, just explain good. that cause. The, uh, the Let Me Help is a foundation in support of anti-bullying, cancer, and COVID-19 relief. So just the anti-bullying is, is it's good enough is right important. There. Oh, well, it's good me, enough. I can but... relate. I can yeah. relate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, it says your one lucky winner will receive the authentic prosthetic ear worn by Feldman in the film, along with a one-of-one -one digital art NFT. In addition... He's also offering a mold of his current ear, like we talked about, with an NFT that's available for $12 plus shipping and in limited supply. So you can yeah, go pretty, that's you right. can do that too. That's right. So the bottom line is you can go to the website right now, which is cfnftme.com. And I spell that out in literal letters, cfnftme.com. .com. And, and by the way, um, I love the tagline. It says, wear it for Halloween, throw darts at it, use it as a coaster. The possibilities are limitless. Limitless. Use it yes. as a keychain. Yes, that's right. 
Well, yeah. sure. I, I it from your car mirror. I don't hear why not. <laughs> they <laughs> can be ear, They can be earphones. I, I got one. You go to your wife. You go, look, honey. You talk so much. My fucking ear fell off. It's That's terrible. right. <laughs> you can use it as an ear set. No, there's lots of stuff that you can do. In you talk to my I, ear I off. I try, right? No, we actually got a letter from somebody who said, I love my new ear. I talk to it every night, and it's great getting stuff off my chest. You know? <laughs> Not only that, but we sent out a prop ear in the beginning. The first 150 people got three. Yes, three. No, three ears in one. Uh, no, they got three <laughs> actual ears instead of just one ear because, well, we messed up. So we gave them nice. an extra ear because it took so long to get the ear that they ordered. Uh, so we got them the extra ear, which was a prop ear, which they could tilt up because it was thick foam, you see. So right. they could tilt it up just enough to set their iPhone on it and use it as an earphone I... stand. Oh, that's <laughs> great. It, or an ear pod. Ear pod. Now, my, by the way, this is your first NFT because it says also here that David Pascal, the chief uh, creative officer at Cosmic Wire, is going to be working on other NFTs based on some oh, of your yeah. other iconic films, The Goonies, The Lost Boy, The Gremlins, Dream a Little Dream, and The Burb. So is that something that's going to roll out like before Christmas or is it 2022, 2023? We is can it... only work so fast, my friend. Right. Trust me, I would like to get it out <laughs> born yesterday. Right. But unfortunately, in the great topsy-turvy world of COVID-19, we do our best to get one product out a month or a year or a, yep. a lifetime. And yeah, if you're no, lucky I they're mean, running they're, late, you'll get an extra one. <laughs> yeah, not only that, listen, if it wasn't for, you know, the great shipping delays of, of you know, 2021, mm -hmm. Who yeah. knows? Who knows if we'll even get things in time for Christmas this year? But I want one of those ears, hope. by the way. Let's all hope. Well, I'm sure something can be arranged. Yeah. We're going to get one of those ears. And by the way, I, I think Gremlins scared I, the living I hear you know the right me. people. I, I hear do. you know the I right do. people. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people's ears are sitting in the middle of a ship container somewhere in the ocean. Jeez. That's right. Well, I have to say, you're talking my ears off. We're good at this. <laughs> Why not? Why not? We uh, can go all night. No, well, we'll finish of, with this here. We, we've also got a thirty-minute concert. It's the end of the ear special. The end of the ear special. Get it? Okay. Right. Sorry. Yeah. Hey. Uh, yeah. But you've got a thirty-minute concert from nineteen eighty-nine that's featured in that's this right. in this box set. Uh, what else right. we got? You were on Canada's Much Music, which is yep, terrific yes. because they never played music. But now, look, you were there. The electric circus. I was there and I actually sang, which means there was definitely music at, For a night. at the moment that I was there. Yes. Yeah, which yeah. is great. And yeah. the uh, you've got uh, also a backstage pass from the Corey's uh, Heavenly Tour from 2017. And I got to say, that tour was nuts. You had the angels and the it wings and the roller skate. It was cursed. <laughs> Let me tell you, it was the tour from hell. Uh, it was Corey's Heavenly Tour from Hell. It should have been called. But uh, are yeah. you doing more? No. Because I, I had, I, I missed it. Listen, unfortunately, it was, it, unfortunately, fortunately, it was a huge success. Everybody loved it. Everybody yes. wanted to see more. It was wild. Uh, but unfortunately, we were infiltrated by some very bad uh, cards, shall we say. Right. And um, they did a lot of damage. They did a lot of things. They, they really uh, caused a lot of problems in our home life, our personal life. 
And it just, it got overwhelming and overbearing to the point where my wife and I just said, we've had enough. We can't deal with this anymore because, you know, it's, when you're in a band, you're really opening yourself up to people. Yep. You know, you're letting them into yep. your personal space, your personal life. And when you have people that take advantage of that, that go out there and make up stories about you and, and lie about who you are as a person. And it's, it's, it's so, it's like, you know, it's like being sexually assaulted. It's the same kind of a feeling. It's being taken advantage of and, um, and it hurts. And, and I just, I don't, I feel like we have too much trauma, too much PTSD to do that. So instead, um, I think we will go out again, my wife and I, you know, she's talented. I'll keep her around, but, <laughs> but um, you know, but we'll, we'll go out with, with more of like a family band, I think. You know, people yeah. that we know and trust. And, yeah, take Jeremy you know, up. He and, sings and, and plays guitars. Well, look, you know. Well, Corey, I don't know like... him. I don't know him quite well enough yet. But you know, after <laughs> a few after a few trips to the mountains, I'm sure we'll be just fine. We'll there you there. go. And uh, you're yeah, you're you and, and we'll finish this on the new movie. Uh, Thirteen fanboy just came out. Oh boy! Yeah, did it. Anything good to say about it? <laughs> no, you know, um, I'm not really in it much. I'm not in it much. Hmm. It's, 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 um, it's, I watched it. I watched the premiere. It was a, a very decent film. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, if that's the kind of movie you're into and, and that's your thing, it's definitely, it's definitely right up there with those type of movies. Oh, nice. There you go. So there you go. There you we, go. There I you think go. we've said it all. Yeah. Or you've, yeah. you've said it all. This is awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Well, it was the least I could do and the most I could say. So there you go. <laughs> so where, just, could, where, where could everybody go again? So what, what's the URL? Because you said it so greatly. Oh, thank you. Dun, dun, dun. Um, uh, yes, uh, you can see cfnftme.com. That's cfnftnme.com. Um, and that's to get the uh, ear. If you want the ear, if you want to be a part of the auction, you can go there as well, as well as cosmicwire.com. Uh, and then if you want a copy of my EP, which is available right now, uh, the 12-inch EP is available at coreyfeldman.net. And the box set, as soon as it's available, we'll be sending you guys a link. So there you go. Perfect. Beautiful. Awesome, awesome. Well, this of has course. been a great pleasure because uh, I grew up on your movies. Uh, I mean, Jeremy saw them 30 years after, but I grew up on them. So this has been oh, fun. Well, thank you so much. Thank you guys for watching and supporting and, and uh, coming and having fun, too. We appreciate yeah. it. And I'm glad That's what I can join your, join your show and me and my giant box. Here, let me get yep. out of the way. <laughs> let me get out of the way of my box. See, now you can see it. It's a heart-shaped box, you see? Yeah. And, and listen, hey, as soon as I heard the word right. Don Doc, and I was sold. So I'm in. Yeah. Ah, love it, love it, love it. Well, Don. listen, Don is a great guy. He really is. And Lita, unfortunately, she didn't come back. Uh, you know what wasn't in that press release, I noticed, because uh, it went out prematurely, but it was is Michael Damien. Michael Damien Ooh. is also uh, in this box set. Wow. And Mickey Thomas from Starship. Yeah, know, he's on there. Um, he's listed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see. So, he's doing the song "A Dream, A Little Dream," thirty, featuring Mickey Thomas. Right. There we go. So, so, and he's in the documentary as well. But Mickey uh, and I reunited because you know he did the the song originally "Dream a Little Dream" from my film, and and from that same soundtrack was my first single "Something in Your Eyes," which is also featured in this box set as well. 
And then uh, Mickey, uh, Michael Damien, rather, also had a number one hit single, Rock On, from the same soundtrack. And that was kind of the, the boom of his music career as well. Hmm. So Michael Damien came back to talk about it because we remixed and remastered our song, Something in Your Eyes, for the first time and released it on this box set. So he's in the documentary talking about how, you know, the beginning of my music career, he was one of the first guys that I got to work with. And then Mickey Thomas uh, came back and we reunited because he did the song, which was the title track. And I had to lip sync to his vocal as I went down the bleachers and I did that dance, which became so wildly popular, uh, that scene. So, So I was always embarrassed because it was not my voice coming out and I was lip syncing. So now we made up for it 30 years later and as a tribute to all the people that we lost on that film, uh, Mm -hmm. we got back together and we did a duet version of Dream a Little Dream and it's a rocker. It's really good. You can actually download it and play it on your show if you like. Uh, It's available right now, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, Spotify or iTunes or any of those places. Uh, you can go grab it, but yeah, Dream a Little Dream 30. It's a great tune, and it is a rocker. I assure you that. Awesome, perfect, yeah. perfect. Yeah, that's cool. Well, Thank Corey, you. this is absolute uh, thrill to chat with you tonight. Uh, we're gonna get this up ASAP, so uh, we're gonna try and drive people to the auction. It'll be great. There Thank you, you. Well, I appreciate it very much, you guys. And uh, I guess there'll have to be a little bit of editing there to, to get around those few moments where we talked about the date time continuum. But you know, I guess oh, you'll no. figure It'll it be out. Good. We'll be <laughs> It'll be okay. fine. People will figure it out. I mean, yeah, yeah. the internet. Yeah, yeah exactly. People will be watching this twenty years from now. Days. That's yeah. right. Well, there you go. Peace this and is... love, guys. Peace and love, and uh, and thank you, and uh, keep making movies and keep singing. We love it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for the support, guys. Keep making those radio shows and podcasts. We need more people talking. Thank you. Absolutely. Hey, Sorry, before bro. you go, uh, could you cut a quick yeah. ID just to say um, you're watching the Jeremy White show? All right. You got it. When you're ready. Hey, this is Corey Feldman, and you're watching the Jeremy White show. Boom. Perfect. Boom. Man's awesome. a pro, you know. He's a pro. It's not as I've done it before. Just once or twice. Just once or twice. <laughs> Thank you, sir. All right, Corey. Thanks, we'll guys. let you go. You guys have Cheers. a great night. You All too. Right. Cheers. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Bye.